0: Welcome to episode five eighty nine of the Sleeper and the Bust. It's Friday, August seventeenth. I'm your host, Paul Spore, joined by Justin Mason, and Justin Mason only, because the gardening is done, mfers. What up, Justin?
1: Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm still a little upset. I, I just finished listening to the uh, Call Your Shot podcast. Yeah, and yeah. while I appreciate your take on Kyle Gibson, I don't appreciate you calling me Jason Mason.
0: Mazin. Mazin, sorry. There you go. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well,
0: I appreciate you listening. That was a fun one. Uh, my buddy who sent in the Greg Bird one that I just completely skipped over enjoyed that as well. I'm not talking about Greg Bird or Byron Buxton until they do something, okay? It's done. I'll talk about even Kyle Gibson because he's at least a quality pitcher. But I foiled you. I foiled <laughs> you and Kyle inadvertently. So... I'm you just know, waiting at,
1: for Cole to start up because I, <laughs> yeah, I heard get, it yesterday and I was like, Oh no, if he'll he's be on a Thursday, like he'll that means be, he could be around on a Friday. Anytime. Exactly.
0: Um, uh, yeah. I ended stream last night. a uh, down note actually to Trevor Hoffman walked me off. Yes. The pitcher. uh, was, I was non plus <laughs> stomach started feeling bad and I was just like not feeling all that well. So I passed out without setting my alarm. I get a message from you. Yo, know, we still going today. I'm like, Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm sorry. Uh, inadvertent genius plan foiled you gardening's already done and so kyle's gone and now we're recording i Don't did worry. It. i
1: just texted him
0: no he's gonna come start doing the edging honestly to, to be 100 percent honest yeah they could come back at any moment because um they're not done i think they're just done with certain sections of it so if they started like hedging the or yeah, hedging the frickin' bushes over here. I wouldn't even be surprised, okay? Because you guys are up to no good always. When does when does Kyle even pitch again? Let me see.
1: I think he pitches tomorrow.
0: So that's... he'll be he'd be yeah. available. Oh cause... no, he might he might pitch oh, tonight. tonight.
1: Yeah, so that's oh, what so
0: he probably had to finish early. Okay. Yeah,
1: I so he... Y'all. he had to get on a plane, get out Back. of Austin. So, yep. Yep,
0: yep, yep. He's facing Detroit for the second time in a row. That should be a good one for folks. After a little down one against Cleveland, that's weird. He did Cleveland, he went Cleveland home and home, and now he's doing Detroit home and home. Kind of a weird way the schedule fell there. So, uh, but anyway, we're going to talk some injury news. Unfortunately, the injuries are piling up. These are all uh, pretty big names. One's a little bit small, but it's actually more uh, arguably the most serious of the injuries. So, I just want to mention it. And then we're going to talk about some studs over the last thirty days at each position. Uh, Just some guys that are a little bit off the radar, too. So it's not like, oh, Jose Ramirez has been awesome over the... We're not going to do that. We're talking about some mid-tier guys. Want to get your thoughts on them for the rest of the season. But let's jump in to the injury news. And frankly, Cleveland has been ravaged. Because when I went to go look at the news, they were the top three injury news stories. And um, Trevor Bauer is probably the biggest one in terms of uh loss for them and justin his season's in jeopardy now for and even the postseason for them so that's obviously massive he was hit in the leg um with a with a banded ball and it gave him a stress fracture in his right fibula
1: it's so, super weird too because like when they first announced the injury it was like well, we don't really know if he's going to go on the DL. And then it was like, oh, it's a small stress fracture. We're just going to put him on the DL for a minimum stay. And now it's season, playoffs, everything may be over. He must have been attacked by another drone. I was like, <laughs> oh.
0: Exhibit 5 billion why we don't believe in timetables. I'm sorry. Like, Read them, understand what the, what the optimistic view is, but then add time to them. You have to because this did start off as something that wasn't going to be a big deal for Trevor Bauer. And now here we are with everything in jeopardy for them, even again, the postseason, which would be a major blow to this Cleveland team. So um, obviously put him on your DL, hang out. You know, that's all you can really do. I do think that, you know, if you have limited DL spots, he would take a pretty high priority. I'm trying to think, you know, of guys who are injured that maybe you would move on from Bauer four but uh i definitely I, think you, i don't know
1: i kind of yeah. start to go the other way i know the upside is huge with Bauer but if you're in a position right now where you're you're looking at fantasy playoffs and head-to-head leagues or you need to accumulate stats in uh in your roto leagues like this sounds like his season is is going to be over for the most part so i agree
0: but it's too scary to cut him in case they reverse course
1: Oh. I just I again, I, I, I think on. a team like Cleveland, who only, uh, who, who's going to be in the playoffs, um, for sure. They're they're not really competing with anybody in that division. Like, what is their incentive to bring him back before the last week of the year?
0: I mean, if he's ready to go, um, then then they want to. Uh, let's see here. Would you cut? I'm trying to find some DL guys who, you know, are working their way back. Uh okay, you know, let's say you've got Gary Sanchez, it's like a 2 2DL two thing. I know that's like a limited scope here. I don't know how many leagues just had. although I think Yahoo and ESPN that's the default is that you get 2DL guys. So that's that's probably a lot of folks dealing with that. Let's say you got Springer Sanchez. Uh George George Springer You're Gary Sanchez. Bauer. You're cutting Bauer. So tough to cut an ace, man. It is if that news but, reverses. I
1: mean, and I'm talking straight redrafts. Like, obviously, keeper dynasty leagues. I'm, I'm yeah, not yeah. Gonna...
0: All that's way those, off. Those the caveats
1: are, are, are normal, you know. To 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 this situation, Judge Springer.
0: Obviously, I same th- thing. Judge Springer.
1: I think. Still I'm cutting, cutting Bauer? Bauer.
0: Okay. Um. What about another one? We're going to talk to. Well, let's just loop him in because his is supposed to be smaller now. Same deal here. Mm-hmm. Batted ball. Supposed to be a small deal for James Paxton.
1: I'm cutting Bauer.
0: Dang. Okay. Let's bring in another guy then who was injured in the stupidest way possible. Now, he's not as prominent, but he's been pitching brilliantly. Derek Rodriguez. uh, Ripped a hammy up. Pulled a hammy a little bit uh, during the Puig-Hunley fracas. So you've got, let's say... Paxton let's say you have the three pitchers here Bauer Paxton Rodriguez are you prioritizing Rodriguez who's again who again is supposed to be on more of a short-term situation comparatively to Bauer or do you do you cut D-Rod at that point if the if you yeah. got all three injured guys right away, I, you were, I think I'm cutting left.
1: Rodriguez only because with the Giants having three teams above them in the division. Uh, they could look to sell. And if they look to sell, maybe they shut him down. He's already got 130 innings pitched between the major leagues in, uh, in AAA. Uh, he did, what, 143 last year. So maybe they just go, hey, listen, this is a good you know, first debut in, in the majors. Um, we're not going to risk anything. We're going to shut you down. Um, so... Uh, and I, I just think the talent level, there's, there's a huge difference in talent level as much as I've really enjoyed Absolutely. watching Rodriguez pitch this
0: year. Uh, me too. And I think there's a lot of legitimacy to what he's doing, even if it's not at this this peak level that Derek Rodriguez has been having. I do think that when you watch him, you kind of see the hit suppression, the difficulty to squaring him up um, four hits. Where do you think I,
1: he goes next year?
0: I think he's like a top 60 pitcher.
1: So kind of where I was taking Chris Stratton.
0: Yeah, I don't think I just people picked are the going. Wrong to... Giants, pitcher Yeah, you picked the wrong Giants. I mean, how could you know though? Because I don't think that he, he was in the cards, uh, you know, for 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 plans this year to come up, especially because the rotation was supposed to kind of be their strong suit. No joke, i name, never him before. Big time, but no, same here. And obviously, you're Giants fans, so that that's even a bigger deal there. But I, I didn't even know about him, even though he's Derek Rod- or excuse me, Pudge Rodriguez's kid. Did not know about. Him. So uh, okay, one more here then. Let's say, you know, you're keeping Springer or or one of those big studs. So it's just the last two spots here between Bauer and Carlos Martinez, who's likely coming back as a reliever.
1: Yeah, so, I'm, it, I'm I'm keeping Bauer then. Just it, okay. it, if Martinez is coming back as a starter, that whole situation just kind of weird, weirds right? Me out. Yeah I, yeah, I don't know, like why? I understand that there's not a lot of time left, and maybe you don't want to push him too hard, but. The Cardinals are competing a little bit right now. Yeah,
0: oh, absolutely. I mean, they they had their eight-game win streak snapped yesterday, and they were down 5-0 or 5-1 and came back, too. So they, there's so much fight in that team. They are absolutely in the thick of it. They've had the run that, that a lot of folks, myself included, so I I'm not going to project it on everyone, but definitely me, thought that the uh, Nats were going to have. They're just kind of waiting for that one streak that you thought uh, these these kind of lying-in-wait teams were going to have, it ended up being the Cardinals, not the Nats.
1: Yeah, so... Totally in the
0: thick of it. And they're bringing it back as a reliever.
1: Yeah, I, I don't... So. I mean, I guess they've got a lot of depth in that rotation. Okay. Um, but I, uh, if you're afraid that he's going to hurt himself or something like that, yeah, that's why the weird not thing, just shut him down and...
0: If If you're trying to protect him, then why is he pitching at all? It's it's bizarre. So uh, in in case folks did not know that, that is the plan for Carlos Martinez when he comes back. I think he's on rehab assignment right now. So that's Bauer. Um, It is a tough decision. I think some of you are going to be up against it to make a decision on whether or not to have to cut him. Or you could also obviously just take the dead spot, right? But – In the leagues that I'm talking about, the the ESPN, Yahoo, sort of standard leagues, it's only three reserves. So you have your 2DL, three reserve. You're giving away a reserve. Now you're down to two reserve spots. That can be rough. So I don't envy people in that position. It's a very difficult decision. Uh, We cover Paxton there, batted ball, hit him in the arm, out 10 days. Again, they're talking minimum here. They're talking nothing crazy. But he goes on the DL, and then, like I said, the Derek Rodriguez thing was a hamstring grade one, suffered during the Puig-Hunley situation. Um, Stick with those guys as as long as you can because it should be shorter. If we get more news over the weekend, obviously that can open up your decisions. But I think right now you just kind of ride out with both. Obviously a higher priority, much higher priority placed on Paxton over Rodriguez. Quick side note, what did you think about the Puig-Hunley situation?
1: Uh. I think both of them are kind of jokes like I like this whole Puig versus the Giants thing is stupid. Um, You know, and as much as Puig for sure deserved to be suspended for throwing punches. Sure. uh, I'm sure whatever Hundley said to him wasn't cool.
0: It just shut your mouth. And you're,
1: you're a backup catcher and you're a veteran in this league. Like, why instigate that?
0: Like just shut up.
1: Now now you like, lost a pitcher off your team. You know, Mike Morse's career was ended in a in a in a brawl.
0: Yeah, with um, the uh when Samarja, his own teammate, obliterated him when they were it was this uh Strickland, I almost said Scott Strickland, it was the uh Hunter Strickland Bryce mm-hmm. Harper situation. And so, you know, I had people telling me, Oh, he got in Puig's head and, and got him suspended, like he won that. I happen to think that Puig basically lives in dumb, like completely rent-free the the basically best apartment you can think of he lives in the giant's head because they're so upset with everything he does how many times a night when well, on, an, on an average night when you get to watch a throng of games you know the wife the wife and kid are chilling they, they're leaving you out to watch as many games you want how many times do you think you see a situation where a guy misses a pitch and does something similar to what Puig did where he like you know angrily at himself was mm-hmm. like ah damn like one of those things was like oh i just missed that like knowing that he just missed a pitch how many times do you think you see that on a given evening
1: probably three to five yeah, <laughs> it's it like it's pretty common all the time so like pretty common so why shut even, up unley yeah, why say anything and i just one you you get your teammate hurt and two like this whole the people are like oh well they, they got him suspended that suspension is going to get changed to one game, and so what? He he loses a night yeah. it, It's going to happen on a night off that he was going to have off anyways?
0: It'd be a night off anyway. Yeah, get uh, get Kike Hernandez an extra start. Big freaking deal. And you just lost your, your damn near ace right now, at least in terms of the way he's pitching. Uh, so well done. Well freaking done. It angers me. It re- so dumb. Just shut your mouth. And the whole thing about how, oh, we only have issues with him – The way Hunley was talking about it, suggesting that it was Puig's fault. No, it's because you guys always start crap with him. It's not that he's doing stuff all the time. And I'm not saying that Puig is always, you know, just moseying along doing his thing and never is in the middle of stuff. But they look to instigate with him. Bumgarner does it. Now we're seeing Hunley do it. It's just annoying. And I ranted, and you listen to the podcast, I ranted on the Urania-Acuna thing. I'm not going to get into that. Um, I'll let you say your piece real quick, and then we'll move on to the rest of the injuries. I, f- I imagine you feel similarly, maybe even to a higher degree on on that one with Urena versus uh, uh, Acuna. What would you think?
1: I- I've said this a number of times over the last few years, that one day someone is going to get killed because someone throws inside like that and misses and hits them in the head or the neck or something like that. It's- and uh, it, it's going to that's what it's unfortunately going to take before Major League Baseball fixes this um, It's so stupid and I, it's I just hope it really never happens. But that's that seems like the way we're going because these guys are throwing 90 to 100 miles an hour like these. This isn't like slow pitch like I got hit in my slow pitch nope. softball game last night. and I just kind of looked at the guy and you, you know charged, laughed. You? Yeah, no, I, I fake charged. I got about halfway, <laughs> halfway with the bat, and you know, and then, uh, but someone's going to get seriously hurt doing this. Someone's going to get killed. It. Yeah, we've
0: seen it during beanball wars. Was it uh, Goldschmidt who had his, like his back broken, or was that McCutcheon? It was uh, they were going back and forth, right? And they both ended up getting hit and hurt. I think it was Goldschmidt who got hit in the back and ended up. You know, we weren't that far from something bad happening to Acuna too, based on the way he got hit. Oh, and the people breaking down. Uh, How he turned and didn't like turn to let it hit him just directly in the in the butt cheek. Let's see you react to a 67 mile per hour Mm -hmm. fastball, let alone a 97, and then get back to me on how he really should have matrixed out of it. Okay, but I don't want to get started on that again. So (laughs) I think we're in accord on both situations there. Let's get back to the injuries. This is the one I was talking about where the, the, the fantasy impact maybe isn't as high, but this is very serious and scary. Leonis Martin uh, is likely done for the year as well with a bacterial infection. When it first happened, I don't know if I told the story on the pod yet. I was talking about it on stream. I did a solo where I did a little uh, was running down some news, and I even read his, and I talked about how it said intestinal turmoil, and that was just a funny way to put it. I'd never seen something like that. I wasn't making fun of the illness, I thought the wording was, was interesting. So somebody tweeted me saying, Oh, I just listened to your pod intestinal turmoil, your reaction to intestinal turmoil. What was funny? Leonis Martin's wife tweets us and says, it would be, it would be a lot funnier if it was just intestinal turmoil. And I was like, "Uh Oh, what, 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 what happened here? I thought she was like legitimately angry and ready to kill us. I was like, no, we weren't clowning him. Like, no, I wasn't, you know, I, I really wasn't. So I was definitely, I was backpedaling, I guess, but I wasn't because I, I hadn't said anything. I was just like making clear that she understood that I wasn't clowning her husband. I was just kind of uh, laughing at the, the wording. And she's like, no, I was trying to give you all information. Like she was trying to help and say, like, this is a very serious deal. A little bit later that day, we learned that this bacterial infection was it still is a very major issue. He's he's on the road to reco- recovery, but it, like, attacked his organs for Leonis Martin. Like, how terrifying is that?
1: It's, uh, it's pretty scary. I mean, we don't think about things in terms of, like, how something could potentially be life-threatening, these little mm-hmm. things that spiral out of control, but I guess that's what happened. He had some sort of bacterial infection, attacked his organs, and... He was f- literally fighting for his life, so yes. it's it's amazing to hear that he is on the road to recovery, that it's it's no longer life-threatening, um, but at the same time, man, you feel for a guy who's actually having a decent year, a bounce-back yeah. year uh, for the Tigers, get kind of put out like this. It, it reminds me a little bit of, though obviously different, like the Danny Farquhar thing that happened. Yes. You know, where like where all... It's of- just- yeah just like you get snapped doesn't into matter, reality, yep. yeah as much as uh we think it does it, you know, and you you see these these are real people, and sometimes these things just kind of come out out of nowhere, and with the amount of baseball players there are in major league baseball, you're gonna see these one percent things kind of pop up every
0: once in a while and uh, they're not I'm... invincible and and we get reminders of that every once in a while that they're that they're not invincible, even though they can look it on the field when they're, you know, performing amazing acts of, of athleticism there there's there's no invincibility cloak for anybody man and it's scary. So, um, thankfully, it's it the situation has progressed positively, but it's not 100% out of the woods. So, you know, just uh, just just keep a positive thought in your mind for Leonis Martin, and hopefully he gets through all this um, not to be, you know, again, very serious issue We're, we are going to flip it to the fantasy Angle briefly here, not to minimize what he's going through, but just to uh, fill in the gap there. Greg Allen is going to be playing; he is a speed asset. That's pretty much all I can say because his bat hasn't been that good. He's this a good year.
1: defensive player too.
0: Yes, so he'll he'll, he'll get the play there. Um, but yeah, you got the Bauer, you got Martin, um, Edwin J- Edwin Jackson, Edwin Encarnacion is on his way back. Working from a uh, hand and bicep situation should be should be the uh, minimum stay though. So we'll see what happens there. But man, they're dealing with everything. By the way, a little breaking news: beep, 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 Joey Votto with a leg. Um,
1: wait, wait, say that again.
0: I don't know. Joey Votto to the DL with a leg.
1: Ooh. Like, he, he has a one. leg, so they—, they... Uh, A
0: third one. Mm. A fourth a fourth one, actually. Mm. Never mind. Inappropriate. Um,
1: <laughs> right
0: lower leg contusion. Is this related to when he got hit by Ryan Madsen? That was on the knee, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, not great. And well, It's uh, yes, been kind of a weird year for Votto, too. It really has. Hang on one second. Dealing with lingering soreness as a result of a hit-by-pitchback on August 4th. So it was related. Okay. Now let's talk about his season because it has been bad. And I, br- I did bring it up on the solo pod because somebody said, you know, their hot take was he hits X amount of homers in September to fulfill the ungrateful owners. I don't think you're ungrateful if you're angry or, or, you know, annoyed by what you got out of Votto this year. And I'm a huge Votto supporter. But you're getting nine homers from first base, Justin. That's brutal, man.
1: It's really brutal. I mean it- – you know, obviously in OBP leagues, he he has a little bit of extra. Oh, good. Um, I, I'm gonna I'm, I'm bringing up his baseball savant data as long as my uh, internet will will work. And I apologize if you're hearing any ins and outs or something like that from Paul. It's not Paul's fault. It's I still have to set up a hard line to my internet. I'll have that done today. So, uh, but taking okay. a look at his launch angle, it, you know, because I'm wondering if that's the issue. It is down, but it's it's down like a negligible amount
0: it's so bizarre man you want you want to hear some guys who have nine homers this year at first base all of these guys haven't played anywhere near the number of games anywhere near the 509 played appearances of joey Votto. uh how about jake bowers uh ryan zimmerman's been out for an eternity just recently back freaking bird bones greg bird
1: <laughs> and i crapped Pop-o- all over greg bird on the base Pablo Sandoval has nine home runs, and he's John done Frieden for the year. Hicks. He's a catcher.
0: He's a catcher, so, I mean, that's, that's been great. Uh, Tyler Austin in 38 games. And Luis Valbuena. Those are the first-base eligible guys on our leaderboard. Um, I'm sure there's actually other first-base eligible guys. These are just the ones who have played first-base this year with nine yaks. And uh, it's wild. Steve Pierce hit that many in one game against the Yankees, didn't he? <laughs> it was nine. No, it was, uh, I think it was three. But then it was another f- a fourth the next day. He's got 10 on the year in 51 games, 173 plate appearances. So it's been bad. It's been it's been really rough. You are still getting a 284 average or 422 OBP, depending on which league you're in there. But 55 ribbies, 58 runs. You can't spin this as a positive for Joey Votto um and if you didn't get your power handled and and again i don't think anyone came in saying i'm getting 36 bombs again you you put him down for 25 though and he's nowhere freaking near that and and that's brutal so i'm curious going into next year age 35 where are you seeing vato like is he somebody that that you're gonna pay because i don't know that his price will tank i think we'll probably still be looking in the Third to fifth round range, depending on league size, is that a situation that you're ready to jump back into with Joey Votto?
1: I think it is, only because like there, there's certain things I'm not seeing that I, I that I would think of as red flags. Hard contact is isn't down; um, it's actually up over th- or three and a half percent. Uh, his ah. exit velocity is actually up. Um, the launch angles down. His and his contact percentages are down. That those are those are the and and the, and the fly ball percentage is is down. He's hitting a, a lot more line drives this year. I think uh, a small adjustment, and he's probably fine. Um, and so I'm I'm not I'm not overly worried. Um, the contact percentage that is down, it's, it's not down a tremendous amount. It's less than a percent, so yeah. I'm not like overly worried by that. He's still walking a ton. He's not swinging outside the zone. He's just swinging less. Um, I
0: tend to agree here on Joey Votto. Uh, as, as peeved as I am by the season that we've gotten, um, I still think he has such a firm base of skills that I will be ready to jump back in. And and uh, especially at a discount, right? Because this year you're paying full freight because he had the 36 homers. He had such a great season. Next year, 35, we know how ageist fantasy baseball is. No one wants to be left with the hot potato. They'd rather be out a year early than a year late. I get that. I don't know that this is the, the jump-off point. I'm going to say it's not. I'm still going to be there with Joey Votto, but it's hitting the DLs. So.
1: Do you remember that when stinks. Eno was on the show and – he, we were talking about, well, it may not have been even me. I may have just been listening at that point um, or just producing, but um, Votto was having a down power year, and he talked about talking to Joey Votto uh, uh, in the second half of that season and, and asking him, like, hey, what was going on? Like, He goes, well, I was just kind of playing around with different stuff yeah like I was and I was
0: hoping that was the case this year (laughs) I really was and I was looking for another patented Joey Votto second half because he's put up some of the most insane second halves recently and so I was holding out the hope and I was you know open to buying him I actually had him in a couple weeks already where where I would be interested in buying reinforcements for the second half so it didn't matter um and and it hasn't come to fruition. Uh, let me give you an idea of what these second halves have been looking like recently. So in 15, he had a, a mere 362 average and 1152 OPS with 14 homers. In 16, he's like, I can do even better than that. 408 and 1158 with 15 homers. And even last year, not that he had a bad first half, but he just continued to be a stud in the second half. Uh, 327 average, 996 OPS, and 10 homers. This year, Zero homers, 7.28 OPS. It's been rough, man. It's been rough. So, Joey Votto will be at a, at a discount next year, and obviously, depending on where that falls, I'll likely be back in. But this has been a bummer. Yeah, if
1: he's if he's going in the fourth or fifth round, I'm totally fine with that price. I think he still has a high enough floor in, especially in on base percentage leagues. Um, mm-hmm. That he's worth the gamble, and the upside's obviously huge, especially in OBP leagues. But even in average leagues, you know he's going to hit like two eighty-five to three hundred. I mean, it's been exactly. down this year, but he hit three twenty, three twenty-six, three fourteen the previous three seasons. So,
0: well, and I think you, when you take him, more so than ever, you make sure that when you take Votto, you stack some legit power you know, power only type of guys. Maybe Do you like
1: a Chris with... Davis, Joey Votto turn.
0: Exactly. I was gonna say exactly that. Um and if you if you can't get Chris Davis with them, maybe you, you jump down and, and some of your later picks are those uh Matt Davidson, Joey Gall maybe not Matt Davidson, but like you know, those guys who are Matt just Chapman. Matt Chapman, I love Matt Chapman. We're going to talk about him in a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think you just make sure that you you plan to have some of those power-only studs and and uh, see them as kind of a duo where he carries the batting average aspect of it. Votto does. They carry the power, and you combine them, and they're a super player. Um, so I, I'll still be in on Votto. But let's move on. Ross Stripling's back to the DL with a back. They were already putting him in the uh, in the bullpen here with Maeda because Ryu was back and who else? Ryu and somebody else I can't remember. Uh,
1: Alex Wood came off the
0: deal. Alex Wood, that's right. He has not pitched now since August 9th. This feels a little fishy to me. I feel like they're managing some situations here.
1: Really? Cuz I don't think it is.
0: I mean, I'm not saying he doesn't have lower back inflammation. I'm saying it's not DL worthy if he's if if they don't if they need first uh, trip.
1: Their bullpen is a mess right
0: now. It like, really is a nightmare. That's so like,
1: true. like, I think if like if they if they thought he could pitch and deliver something for that bullpen, even if it's in a one or two inning stretch, they'd be having a pitch. And for me, like I ne- I didn't understand like why if you're trying to protect guys in your rotation, why are you trying to protect Stripling over Walker Bueller, who's really the future and has never pitched this amount of innings.
0: I guess I mean they need buer. No, I I think I think you make a good point there because of the bullpen specifically. I just not I'm that always, they
1: haven't always screwed with. The, I'm always the DL looking for the
0: shenanigans. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I maybe I'm I'm overly uh, tinfoil hat here with that because because <laughs> of their bullpen. I think you make I think that's the right point. So I will I'll back on that. I'll 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 back down on that and say yeah there there has to be enough legitimacy here that uh, that the back is keeping Stripling from pitching because they could really use him as a bridge because it has not been good on the fill-ins for Kenley. And it's just been in spectacular fashion too. And I'm sure with, a uh, you know, a, a, an amount of time, if they just kind of left Alexander in the role or left Maeda in the role, they'd kind of come out of it. But the fact that it kind of happened on like back-to-back days or like two days out of three games or something and they just had spectacular blowups. It just looks so bad. And they're obviously dying for freaking Jansen to get back. Uh, hopefully the heart issue is going well. I know he was on the mound the other day throwing a bullpen. So, um, I don't think he'll be back before the end of the month though. Kenley. No, they're going to take it easy with them. Stripling is supposed to be back in relative short order. Um, on the 24th was when he's first eligible to return. So we'll see on that with Stripling. What are you doing with him though? Because obviously I mentioned he was headed to the bullpen anyway. He hasn't pitched out of the bullpen yet in 10 and 12 teamers. What are you doing with Ross Stripling right now?
1: I think if you need the roster spot, you have to let him go because there's no guarantee he's going to get back into the rotation at any point this season. Um, and how much value does he have in the one or two innings stints if he's not getting saved. So unless you're in a holds league...
0: Uh, or D-Rod?
1: Oh, D-Rod.
0: Okay.
1: And this hurts me because I, I traded for Ross Tripling in, in the Invitational.
0: You know, I, I made I made a trade, and it was like such a perfect trade. It's one of those where the guy sends it over, you snap accept it because it fits both needs right away. I'm I'm loaded on Ks, and... And quality starts, I need to save holds. Kenley and Atavino for stripling and can't remember, doesn't matter. So obviously, Kenley goes on the deal, and I'm like, ah, dang, that sucks. Uh, And now, and now stripling goes on the deal, and it's (laughs) just evening the score, I guess, there uh, on the trade. So hopefully, both guys get healthy because, you know, the Dodgers, nothing's guaranteed for them. They're not coasting. They're no, not even they're, in
1: first. They're, in they're third. literally in
0: third right now. So, it's 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 a dire situation. Which which uh,
1: reminds me of something that you said in the in the solo pod that I, I think I need to address. I'm totally okay for rooting for people to do bad and teams to do bad. Like I like I'm sorry, like like I don't want anybody to get hurt, but yeah, I, I'm totally rooting for the entire Dodgers lineup other than my fantasy guys and, and the Dodgers <laughs> as a franchise to do bad. So, like that was an awful take.
0: No, I I don't know, man. I'm not I'm not on the uh, the 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 root negatively, especially the injury piece. And I know you I know you're not doing no, that. No, no, I'm not but, not rooting uh, for injuries.
1: But like if Chavez Ravine like actually fell <laughs> into the center of the earth, I wouldn't have a problem with
0: that. <laughs> that's a Dodgers thing though. I don't even know that. I, I guess that's what I was talking about though. Like rooting against teams. Okay, you know what? I'm sure plenty of you agree with Justin. You guys are bad people, and that's fine. Uh, I'm okay with that. Tyler Anderson was the was the other guy, by the way, just to close the loop on that. And there was a little bit of symmetry there with a Dodger and Rocky for a Dodger and Rocky. But uh, now we both have the A pieces of that deal. Jansen stripling on the DL. And you know what? I don't give a crap if you don't care about my league. I'm talking about it. Deal with it. Anyway, last one here. Ryan Matson to the DL with a back injury. Big news. This is your last pod because you're now closing for the Nats. They got down the list and Justin's next. So, Cody Glover,
1: uh, baby. He's back.
0: Cody Glover is back, dude. It comes full circle. Remember when he was the hot, the hot thing? Everyone was excited about him. And uh, I mean, th- we this is just, why they're s- so done. Before we started
1: back- recording, Paul and I were talking about our NFBC teams and how much they're failing. Um, and uh, well, spectacularly so. I was talking about my 15 team or draft and hold, where you, you draft 50 rounds, and I can't feel the full lineup because I have so many injuries. You know who I do have on that team?
0: Coda, Coda Glover, baby Glover, let's go. <laughs> um, you know he's got talent. I, like that's. We were also talking offline about how those who believe, namely myself, was think, were thinking about how they could have the Cardinals run where they win eight in a row. Um, just kind of waiting for that, and then they literally lost three straight closers: Doolittle, Herrera, and now Madsen. And there's just no chance, dude. They're done. I know men Do I know little they're not mathematically
1: should be back soon, but what's that? Doolittle should be back soon.
0: Yeah, but I mean that they'd actually built a decent bullpen for mm-hmm. the first time in their in their window here, and now it's just gone. So it is Coda Glover. Um it's only he's only pitched two and two thirds, like he's just starting his season basically. Wait, when did
1: they get pick up Greg Holland? I, I totally missed that. Um
0: when Herrera went on the deal? Oh, uh, okay. And, and that was where they were like, guess, I guess we'll do anything. Yeah, now. that, that so,
1: bullpen is, is kind of a mess right now. It
0: went it went from – not from zero to – it went from 100 to zero. It, it was looking pretty good. And then shh, nothing. I will say four clean innings – or four uh, – clean implies no hits, no, no walks. Four scoreless innings so far in five appearances for Greg Holland. He's back. Put all your fab on him. He's the best. No, I'm kidding. Be careful. Do you think it's going to be – Glover straight out, or do you think uh, Holland could jump in there? Though,
1: uh, I think it'll probably be Glover uh, for the next week until Doolittle's back. Because I think Doolittle is already starting. Oh, he's uh, gonna be back that quickly. Okay, yeah, he's then, gonna be back yeah. pretty quick in a week, a week, week and a half, something like that. So then, obviously,
0: uh, he goes right back in. Yeah, so. he's going
1: back in, and uh, so it's uh, if you're in desperate need of just saves for right now, maybe you're your in a you're in a head to head. Uh, categories league, um, and you need him for your matchup Then Glover's the guy to go after. But uh, if you're, you know, he's not he's not going to be the closer the rest of the way.
0: Yeah, that's true. Um, because Doolittle will be back. So, all right, that's the injury news. Injuries are stupid. That was fun. They're so annoying. Yeah, so fun to talk about how everyone's losing quality players off their club. I'm just checking to make sure that nothing else happened. Okay, yeah. All right. So now we move on. You know what? He's not on this, so I do want to give a little shine, just because I I do love making fun of Cletus. Uh, Clay Buckholtz.
1: Buckholtz, my boy.
0: With the complete game. Um, and you know what? Not only do I, and this is obviously the only reason I'm bringing it up, because I benefited from it. I have him in my head, league and I'm very excited. But hey, credit where it's due, man. It's like, same with the Kyle and stuff. I love memeing on it and everything, but I'm not going to sit here and, and withhold credit when someone's Performing well, and um, he's won five of his last six. Um, Buckholz has, which obviously matters in like head-to-head leagues where where wins and losses you know, garner points or take away points. And even in the loss, he threw seven innings of of two-run ball at Cincinnati. He's absolutely been amazing. Um, let's see zero. Th- this is starting from uh, six twenty-four. Clay Buckholz's last uh, six starts: zero, one, three, two, two, one. Those are his earned runs. He's got a 2.47 ERA and a one oh seven whip, 61 strikeouts this year. Clay Buchholz, man, how much are you buying into this the rest of the season?
1: I, the rest of the season, I'm totally buying into it. Uh, he made a real improvement with his cutter. Uh mm-hmm. Nick Pollock big did, difference. Yeah, Nick Pollock did a great article earlier on in the season, kind of highlighting it. But the change, too, has been a lot better, and I think that's, that's huge to have. Three different pitches at three different velocities and really keep guys off that 90-mile-an-hour fastball, which is – maybe it's average. <laughs> um, so
0: Yeah. I mean it's been performing better this year because of what you're talking about where he hasn't had to uh, lean on it as much. Buckwells hasn't had to lean on his mediocre velocity – not even – it's below average. Like you said, a below-average velocity fastball – it's it's not being featured as prominently because the cutter changeup are doing work, and boom, all of a sudden we're talking about a really sharp arm for the uh, for the Diamondbacks off the scrap heap here. That uh, just been I've been really impressed and and obviously turning it into some fantasy goodness. So hats off to him. He didn't get featured here, so I just want to give him some shine. But now we're gonna talk about some studs over the last thirty days at each position, and I want to get your thoughts on them for the rest of the season. So let's start at catcher with a guy that's uh, really starting to get picked up in a lot of different spots, Mitch Garver, out in uh out in Minnesota. Yeah, another catcher that uh, Eno's going to claim as a fake person. Like uh like Tom Murphy and 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 good old Tuffy Ghostwitch. Tuffy Ghostwitch, was who I declared was fake and then if you don't know the story, Arizona Fall League, I'm doing my draft, uh you know, the the Friday evening, Eno goes out to dinner. Uh they served adult drinks at this point. And so he comes back having consumed some of those adult drinks and he looks at the draft board he looks at my team where's your where's your team Spore? okay who the hell's tom murphy who is that you know i mean that, what are you talking about that's like the catcher for for the uh rockies that's not a real player why are you drafting fake players because the funniest thing was sometimes they don't have stickers for guys either mm-hmm. and so let's take one of the blank stickers and write the name so that only fueled eno's belief that tom murphy was fake so um Mitch garver might also be another fake catcher however he's fakely uh putting up some decent numbers for for your ball club if if you've got him out there now he's actually struggling a little bit in august so a lot of this is built up off of his july when he put up a 997 ops and three homers in in 68 plate appearances he's down to a, a meager 533 ops and 35 plate appearances this month but still does have another homer and with catcher you can't be too choosy anyway. So, what do you think of a Mitch Garver, twenty-seven-year-old uh, catcher in Minnesota getting some burn?
1: Meh. I mean, meh.
0: I, I, I catcher's get, mad though. So yeah,
1: exactly. Like I guess he he's meh in terms of like regular players, but as a catcher, I guess you could do a lot worse because most catchers are giving negative value this year. And exactly. Even, it's even it's the it's ones that were supposed to be studs have disappointed largely, for the most part. I mean, Posey has been disappointing. Gary Sanchez has been disappointing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, as a two catcher <coughs> yeah. league. Well, I'm, so, I'm sorry, I couldn't hear that one.
0: <coughs> you no, <know>. mm. garbage. One ninety nine. But yeah, so exactly that it's the it's the framing of catcher. Uh, no pun intended there, that 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 makes Mitch Garver viable. Because even if you look at full season, he's 23rd. So in a 12-team two-catcher, he was already, you know, uh, at least a, a back in C2. And then again, over the last 30 days on the player Raider, he sits at 8th. And so just want to give him a little shine there. You know, I, I maybe should have um, – since we did the last 30, I couldn't really couldn't really do it because he just got called up. But somebody I do want to put a little spotlight on here is Taylor Ward. Mm-hmm. For the Angels prospect who came up, who's actually not going to be catching for them, I don't believe at all, really, but has catcher eligibility because of his prospect status, including ESPN leagues. And this dude hits. Uh, he's 24 year old. He's going be playing some third base for them in the minors this year. He put up a uh, 973 in double A. Now, that was as a 24 year old, the uh, 973 OPS. So he was kind of, you know, uh, not old for his, uh you kind of actually kind of kind of old for the level at double a there so take a little steam out of those numbers but then he went to triple a and kept it going 979 ops uh yeah it's in the pcl but 24 year old raking and uh you look at his minor leagues all told 1611 plate appearances 293 388 417 also some speed 18 for 21 on the bases in the minor leagues this year I, I like Taylor Ward a good bit. Again, couldn't really feature him in this particular exercise because it was the last 30 days. Uh, but I want to give him some shine as well. I think Taylor Ward's somebody you should consider uh, if he qualifies as a catcher for your league. Because for some leagues, he might not. But that is where he played in the minors.
1: Yeah, he, uh, he he's an interesting guy because he's actually okay defensively at catcher. Um, some reports even had him as above average defensively. So I almost wonder... If the Angels will I'm move him this
0: year for some, reason.
1: I think they wanted him to focus on his offense because he was struggling offensively. Okay, so I almost wonder if they will move him back to catcher at some point. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens. So um, another guy, Danny Jensen.
0: Yes, big big time prospect, right? Like yeah, a substantial prospect.
1: He's my favorite catching prospect in baseball, and yes, that is over Francisco Mejia. So, um, and he he's up. Uh, right now, I think he had his first home run the other day when he was $2,000 on DraftKings for Tout Daly, <laughs> which which I really appreciated.
0: Like, I'll just say, it sounds like you might have benefited from that. He started the season as the fourth uh, prospect in the Jays system. I'm trying to find the updated. Uh, high, o, pros-
1: high OBP guys, got a little bit of pop, um, going to hit for average, good hit tool. He, he's what Francisco, uh, I think he's a little bit of what people wanted from Francisco Mejia, except for is not going to stay a
0: catcher. So I don't, at least I don't believe. I, I don't, we, we talked about it when he was traded. I'm just, I'm just not as high on, on him as, as kind of the consensus Mejia, that is. Um, on the updated 131, Jansen had moved up from 71 to 60. So he had the green arrow. Moving upward there. Now he's up. So, yeah, there's, there's three catchers there. So if you didn't love Garver, we gave you a couple others there. They just didn't qualify for the 30-day thing because they, they really just got up. So uh, let's move over to first base now. And, you know, he's always going to have his streaks. I'm curious what you think about him. He kind of fits your plan of punt batting average and kind of go for for everything else. Joey Gallo is uh, fourth at first base over the last month. Uh, sandwiched right in between Jose Abreu and Freddie Freeman. He's been on fire lately. Uh, he's at 13 for the season as well. Part of that is the the deficiency at first base. It hasn't been as star studded. There's kind of a, a, it, its own glob there. He does have 32 homers, but with a 203 average, that's kind of the trade off there. What do you think of Joey Gallo, and and how do you feel about his season? Because it's kind of, it's basically kind of stagnated uh, from what he did last year. I think it's going to wind up being pretty similar. The the WRC plus is down a few points, but for the most part, you could just call it kind of a uh, a, a plateau season. So, what do you think of Joey Gallo?
1: I think this is who he's going to be, and I think if you can properly construct your team. Uh, you uh have a guy who can be really, really valuable because he's gonna hit a ton of home runs. He's gonna, you know, knock in a, a lot of runs. He's gonna steal a few bases, uh, and he's gonna kill your batting average. So you have to account for that. But uh, he's one of those guys that I, I think can make a real difference, especially in on base percentage leagues, because this is another season where he's got a double digit walk rate. Uh, it really, it really kind of holds. Uh, his value a lot more in on base percentage leagues, but this is why like people kept asking me, when can I drop Joey Gallo? When can I drop Joey Gallo? You can't. Like if if you if drafted you... Joey Gallo, you should have accounted for this kind of season.
0: Bingo. If if you if you if you scooped him, what what were you thinking? It's like, like Chris
1: Carter years? Like you had yep. to just roll with it, um, and and hope that you know he was going to do just well enough in the batting average not to destroy your team. But the power numbers are huge, and so, you know, the the hard part is if you paired him with like a D Gordon, you know, You didn't
0: get what you needed there yeah. to kind of make that pairing. But yeah, but if you took the gamble on a Gallo, the the onus is on you to stick stick with it. If you don't have the patience to sit through these these disgusting colds sh- like this, then then don't take the Joey Gallo of the world because you're only going to hurt yourself. You're wasting too good of a pick and then you're going to cut bait before you before you get the bottom line that that you're you're hoping for. This this um, is
1: like the whole thing when people complain about like first rounders not delivering first round numbers and stuff. Yeah. He, Joey Gallo isn't the reason you're losing your league. It, it, it's the other construction around Joey Gallo is is the reason. So, um I'm I'm going to be fine taking him again next year. Uh, you know, probably get a little bit of a discount because people will kind of go well he's he's not getting any better well you don't need him to get any better dude's gonna hit you almost 40 home runs every year steal a few bases a ton of rbis and uh and there was no
0: reason to think he would get be- like yeah no th- there was nothing in his skills that the getting that better was last would get year better yes exactly and so he's on pace again for 46 46- 103 93 those are all excellent that's RBI's and runs in that order and then even the five chip in steals is just two off of the the clip that he had last year and a 203 average so if you can somehow best the 209 average from last year if he stays hot or something like that then 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 good on you with but you're getting what you paid for and what you should have expected and just to uh, put a little bow on it in those last 30 days he is hitting uh 260 so he is capable of, of having a good batting average. The funny thing is, though, it's all been done this month. He's hitting 314 this month. He was at 159 last month. It's so comically bad with his batting average. When but, things heat up in Arlington. Right? Exactly. And it's, it's not to the level it used to be, it's not the full on launching pad, but it's still a good place for hitters to hit, and uh, especially guys like Joey Gallo. Yeah, this so let's is, move this on. is why
1: I'm a fan of global warming. I like offense
0: i'm not touching that one yeah, I'm moving, no, that was a joke everyone <laughs> i'm moving on to second base alberto mondesi i mean how many times can i keep jocking this guy i love this guy um had had to get him involved here just to get your thoughts as well super prospect by the way like this guy is a legit prospect and i think there's some prospect fatigue because it's been around since he's like four um i mean joking aside literally been in their organization since 16 since he was 16 since 2012 and so I do think that we've hit the kind of prospect fatigue. He's 22 years old, though. And he was down in triple um uh, He's 23 know, now. Holding his own there just fine. 23 now. Okay, just this had is his age 22. Season.
1: Happy birthday, Alberto.
0: Uh, ha- happy birthday to him. But uh, a total speedster with a little bit of punch, too. So I don't think he's a pure rabbit where you're not going to get anything in the home run category. Just in the 40 games, 140 plate appearances he put up this year. Four homers. 15 for 18 on the bases with a 267 average. Again, been on fire of late last uh, last month. four. Uh, excuse me, just one homer, but 10 stolen bases, 10 for 10 with a two eighty-six average. Now, doesn't take many walks, uh, so the OBP is a struggle. It's at two eighty-three right now. Good uh, in- the, see the approach is atrocious. It, it is rough, so you're either going to need to really start to You know, hit get the contact up even more so that you can get some infield hits to kind of keep the OBP going. You can't strike out at a 27% clip and only walk at 2%. Something's got to give there. But I do think that as he develops, again, he's 23 right now, age 22 season. If we get it more to say, I can take even like a 22, 23% strikeout rate. Give me like a 5%. Great. then that's still not an ideal situation but at least with that much contact i think his speed would be giving him at least like a 280 something average and then you're at least boosting the obp up over 300 give me something in the low 300s right now at least but even without that you see that a 283 is giving you a 283 obp is giving you 15 steals in 140 plate appearances that's huge over a full season we're talking about 65 steals now i'm not saying you keep that full clip but uh, I love Mondesi, and I'm really excited about, about his future.
1: I, I kind of embalmed that he's doing this right now because it's going to jack up his price for next year. That's
0: true, especially if he keep, keeps it going and has a big September because people will be ready to go ham, and I'm already going to be writing pieces uh, boosting that price. I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready to boost that price and anger everybody.
1: Yeah, no, I'm, I'm going to be right there with you. I've always been a Mondesi fan, even back when he was Raul Jr. Mondesi.
0: That's right. Um, Alberto. Aldoberto.
1: Which I, I I kind of miss the old Raul rule because there's nothing more fun than being on on fan graphs and, and trying to figure out which guy which, is which. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: he's the one that who's not in prison.
1: Yeah, the, the no, I, I always click on the wrong Nelson Cruz, the wrong Luis Castillo. So um, it's it's uh, now it's, there's
0: like a new Jose Altuve. What isn't there like a minor league? I think there's a minor. Hang on, I'm looking. At it. Jose Altuve. Yep, there's a minor league one. So now you can't just type. Jose Altuve and press enter and it goes right to his page. It brings up the page to select between the major leaguer and the. And the minor.
1: Thirty, like, where did this guy come from?
0: Well, yeah, where did this clown come from? Come on, man. He
1: hasn't played since two thousand nine. Like, how did he get in the system? Get
0: out of here! They, they're, ju-
1: they're just they're just backfilling guys who never yeah. got above rookie ball. Thirty year old exactly.
0: catcher. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, but anyway, hey, man, I appreciate
1: honestly. the dedication. Like, that's yes, that, that's some pretty awesome stuff right there by by uh, it, our guys at Fangraphs.
0: They're getting the names in there, even if they don't matter so uh that's Mondesi I really think that uh even with the flaws in his game with regards to the OBP uh and striking out too much I'm really surprised that he's only at 12 percent on ESPN links because the speed and yeah he did get three steals in one game but that's what he's capable of doing I don't like when a a a great game is held against somebody
1: no I mean that's isn't that the purpose of drafting talent is because they can have great games like that
0: exactly and like I I get the concept they're going for wasn't spread out production, but when you really think about it, that does, there's no logic to it because like, this isn't
1: like football. That's like a football mentality where, Oh, the guy had an 80 yard run. Yeah. So like, if you take that away, like the rest of his game, he was only averaging two yards per carry. That's not how baseball works. Baseball, you know, you're having individual at bats. It's not just one moment turning the tide of your season. So, uh, it's, I have no problem if a guy goes off and hits three home runs or steals three bases and, and has a big game. For me, I, I want to see him stop striking out and swinging outside the zone so much. Yeah,
0: that's my biggest concern with Mondesi as well. But, but uh, for the rest he's of the year, young. I'm riding it. Such a speedster, so young, big fan. Uh, let's go on to third base with a guy you did you did mention here, and he's actually he's been pretty good all year. Um but kind of just meandering along until recently with his offense. He gets a lot of shine because defensively Matt Chapman is an absolute goon. And, um, I mean, he's been amazing. But if you look full season, he's only 17th at third base. However, last 30 days, he's up there fourth behind Carpenter, Jose Ramirez, Miguel Andar. You've got Matt Chapman there really seeing the bat click a bit, too. And uh, last year, when when the, the when the mats came up, Olsen and Chapman, I think Olsen got more shine because he had like 24 homers in like 25 plate appearances. I mean, he was just out of his mind. Chapman, for for his money, was uh was pretty good though too. In about a half season, 84 games, he put up 14 and 40. You know, you, with that one, you can kind of do the easy double up as far as the pace. I'm not. I know that's not the the, the safest way to look at things and just say, oh, he's this guy. But 28 and 80 wouldn't have been so surprising he did not hit that full season pace this year but in 105 games 16 43 279 average i think there is a legit bat here he is 25 years old legit prospect not going anywhere in terms of playing time because that defense is so exquisite i talked about him yesterday saying arguably the best defender in baseball not just best third baseman and uh he's been on fire now even more than the last thirty days, to be honest, I think part the the reason that he's so low, seventeenth at third base, is because of an ugly May when he hit one eighty six with a five ninety five OPS. But since then, uh, his lowest month is July, seventy six with a three twenty two average. So, Matt Carp, uh, Matt Chapman, how do you feel about uh, the the Oakland A's standout?
1: This is why I talked about how much I loved him coming into the season. Um, the defense keeps him on the field no matter what, and the fact that he walks. Really helps him out, too. But this year, he's showing that, I mean, obviously, there's power in that bat. We've seen some of those huge home runs that he's had this year. Hasn't come around as often as maybe we would have liked uh, mm-hmm. for, for his first full season. But uh, it, there's definitely some power there. But he's showing that he could hit for average, too. He's hitting .279 on the year. And with a 10% walk rate, give him a three sixty seven on base percentage. Uh, that's money, and uh, and I love guys like this who play fantastic defense because I know he's not going to get sat. He kind of just I can kind of just sit him in my lineup, uh, even when he struggles. You know that they're going to give him a chance to work it through because he offers so much on the other side uh, of the field. So uh, I love Matt Chapman. He's going to be another guy I go to bat for again in the uh, in the off season. I'm going to have him higher than a lot of other people in, in ranks hundred percent. And so, yeah, he's a, he's, he's a guy that I'm, I'm, I'm looking to acquire if someone's going, well, he's not hitting for the 30 home runs that I thought he was going to. I'm like, okay, go ahead. Let's make a deal here. Yeah. Like,
0: I, I, I think there is 30 homer upside here. And I'm, I'm like I said, I'm a big fan. And, um, He's just a stud. Matt Chapman is an absolute stud, and I'm very excited about his future. Definitely somebody that uh, I'm, I'm seeking He's out. He's one of Kiefer-Lutz those guys that
1: well. is on the top of the StatCast leaderboards for like a- exit velocity and barrel percentages. Like This is a matter of time before he actually just explodes.
0: Agreed. Fully agreed. Uh, all right, let's move on to the next position, which is shortstop. And uh, that would be Aledmas Diaz. Remember him? Big uh, had that big rookie season, and and you know really kind of fell off. It was kind of an out of nowhere, you know, patented Cardinals season. Age twenty five, guy comes up and he's kind of ready made. Three hundred average, eight seventy nine OPS, seventeen homers in just one hundred and eleven games. Uh, made the All Star team yo, this guy's ready to go, boom, only played 79 games last year, Uh, has a 682 OPS, only seven homers, kind of gets forgotten, because that's just the way it goes, you know, people want to believe, and then anything that dashes that belief, boom, kick him to the curb, well, now he's with Toronto, and uh, really getting going of late, And, and so, boosting his bottom line his bottom line is still pretty mediocre uh to poor 255 294 454 so the pop is still there but uh the the other two components of of his triple slash haven't been however if you look even just beyond the last 30 and just kind of go in the uh well actually never mind this would carry over i'm an idiot uh second half only i was gonna say if you look second half only as if that's fewer than 30 days i'm dumb but uh if you do kind of cut it off then before there, and just say, let's look at these last uh, these last eighty-two plate appearances since the All Star break. Finish two ninety-nine, three twenty-nine, six thirty-six with seven homers, twelve extra base hits out of his twenty-three hits. Aled, Ms. Diaz, somebody that interests you at uh, at shortstop slash middle.
1: Yes and no. I think in deeper formats uh, that he is an interesting guy to pick up because he's going to play right now, mm-hmm. um, and so it's, it's a nice park. Uh, there's still a lot of like things that I don't love he, in the over that stretch. He's swinging outside of the zone forty four percent of the time.
0: Holy crap! Yes, that's so bad. I think average is like thirty.
1: Yeah, it's it, it's not good. Um, and so the strikeouts are coming. While well, he's hitting two ninety nine right now uh, over this stretch, he, he's not going to be for very long. Um, he's making really great contact in the zone. Uh, he's hitting the ball hard, which is great, but. If you're gonna if you're gonna swing outside of the zone that much, you're gonna have problems, uh, and that 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 those uh, those chickens are coming home to roost here pretty soon. Um, so expect the average to drop. But I think there's legitimate shot that the power numbers uh, kind of stick around. And like you said, he's hit seven home runs since the All Star break. Uh, I could see him hitting you know another five to seven homers rest of the way with like a 245 average.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's a lead, Ms. Diaz, there. You kind of know what you're getting with him, with the flaws that he has. But uh, there is some power at the middle infield spot, which is generally where people will put him. Uh, I I doubt too many people have to use him as their primary shortstop. By the way, the aforementioned Alberto Mondesi also qualifies as shortstop. On to the best player in baseball ever. Cole Calhoun is absolutely... Still, still going, by the way. His August has picked up right where the July left off. He went 322 average, 1136 OPS with 10 homers in July. And so far this month, another four homers, 321 average, and 1016 OPS. What a stud. Could you imagine that, like, when his hot streak got going? Suggesting that maybe you don't buy into it. Like, who would even do that? I can't think of anybody, but you'd have to be pretty ridiculous, right?
1: <laughs>
0: Here's the funny thing, by the way, which gives you some cover as to why you weren't so keen on it. Because even with this run, yeah, again, since July like 1st, since July 1st,
1: 322,
0: 396, 99 with 14 homers. Fantastic numbers. That is a 164 plate appearance. That's like a decent chunk. Even with that, excellent chunk. His bottom line is 227, 289, 416. How horrible was he through June? 162, 216, 224. So I get that. The reason for me that like I did have some viability for it was they kept playing him. And when you're that bad and they're still playing you.
1: His defense keeps him in the field. It's, it's I, similar I know, to the Matt Chapman situation. But it can only
0: go so I, I figured he definitely wasn't hurt at that point though. And that's what you worry about when someone's performing that far below their 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 marks. You're like, well, is he dying? Like like is he is one of his arms just not work? I mean, what is going on here? So the fact that they kept playing him I was like, okay, they're showing some confidence in him, and now he's coming out of it. Cole Calhoun assess. Do you want do you me a call the time or you you doubling down on 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 no?
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm tumbling down on no. I just don't of care. Of course. You like it's like what he's doing right now is, is great. It's insane. And if you want to ride the hot streak, go ahead because he's hitting the ball uh, he's got he's got a, uh, almost a 45 or sorry, 50 uh, 55% hard contact rate and he's he's doubling that down with uh, with a four, over 40% fly ball rate like these things aren't going to continue and so no, they'll get better you're right exactly they'll, they'll, so they'll improve <laughs> so just you know enjoy it while it lasts and then jump off at, at the first sign of trouble but uh, like if you didn't buy in when Paul told you to like now's not the time to go buy in like cuz you're going to have to give up too much to go get him cuz well that's he's the thing you have to
0: trade for him. yeah he's not on the wire anymore so be...
1: if you if your league still allows trading at this point which some leagues don't even uh, you're gonna have to pay way too much, and I, you could see him just go right back to what he was, or you know, or a lesser version of this, which isn't that interesting in fantasy. So, like, for a guy who's hitting 55 percent uh, uh, hard contact percentage, like eight home runs, yeah, that's that's nice, but it's not. Don't a...
0: don't besmirch the great name of Cole Calhoun. <laughs> I I'll send guy. him over there right now. He's he's so fantastic. Um, it's unbelievable. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm i impressed. I've never been like some big Cole Calhoun backer. It's just, again, the only thing that really sold me was they just kept playing him. And I thought, they're confident. Sure, I'll jump in on the hot hand. See where I mean, it goes. Who are they going to play, like
1: Jemani Jones or like? I mean,
0: anybody though. If 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 they're concerned about him because he he was so like that that bat, you, you can't just say defense covers that bat. I told no, you what it was doesn't... It was like one sixty two. Yeah, it was really bad. so that was the only thing that gave me the little confidence there. I did not see he's some giant the
1: ball really well right now. So I yeah. I mean maybe guys, I I'll apologize because I didn't I didn't jump on soon enough for for the Cole Calhoun, but I. I I still don't really care that much.
0: There you go, folks. A Justin Mason apology. All right, we got two pitchers. We got the the starter and the reliever. I've talked a bit about this guy a lot, too, so I'm not going to go too deep on my thoughts. I am curious your thoughts on Zach Wheeler, though, especially because over the last 30 days, he's the number one rated starter over Max Scherzer. And Max Scherzer's teammate Tanner Roark, by the way, interestingly enough. Um, Speaking of guys... It's not a great parallel, but just since we talked about Cole Calhoun in terms of Tanner Roark was just not, not doing well. Even, even if you had a muted expectation of Tanner Roark, he was, he was really just like toting a near five ERA. And it's like, what's going on with this guy? And he's really, since the break, uh, taken off and, and, and put up, um, you know, 177 ERA and five starts. But we're not here to talk about Roark. We're here to talk about Zach Wheeler out of his mind. 28 years old, former Uber prospect, injuries kind of uh, ravaged him a bit there. When you're talking about 2015 through last year, he still only threw 86 innings last year of a 5.21 ERA. Does the uh, does the Mets right-hander Zach Wheeler have you intrigued? He, and to what degree?
1: He does, and quite a bit. Like this is one of the reasons. Like when people are like, oh, this is you don't trade away your like your top pitching prospects, you know, and they always point to to Cindergaard. In the in the in the RA Dickie trade, and be like, look what the Mets gave up for them. Well, people forget like Zach Wheeler was the centerpiece of, of the, the Beltron trade, trade. To, to the Giants, and like yeah. it's taken this long for it to pan out. So this is why I'm always like, I, I really don't care if you trade a prospect if you mm-hmm. if you try if you're trying to win a World Series, you do what it takes to win a World Series. That being said, uh, Zach Wheeler is uh, among qualified starters. Only Aaron Nola and Chris Sale are giving up less hard contact than Zach Wheeler. Whoa! Um, okay, and that to me that. is huge. Uh, you know, he's got a he's got a really uh, hu- uh nice infield fly ball rate. Uh, so he's keeping guys off balance. Uh, he's not giving up uh, hard contact. Uh, I really he's getting swings and misses outside of the zone. Uh, I really like what Zach Wheeler has kind of become this year, and I think it ultimately just comes down to health. If he can stay healthy. I think he can be uh, a top 40 pitcher next year. And yeah, uh, I just don't know how much I trust the health, but I don't think that he's done so much this year, unless he continues to just be insane rest of the way and really brings the ERA the, the down and, um, and, and ratches up the, the strikeouts or something like that. But barring that, I think he's going to be a, a decent value next year, and I'm, I'm going to be all over him.
0: I agree. I think Zach will have his believers, namely us and 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 some other folks. Which will jack up his price. Sure, and it, it'll boost it, but I don't think it'll get out of bounds. Uh, again, if he puts up another month like this, then we're, then all bets are off, and all of a sudden maybe we're talking the other way where we're saying the price is too high. But as it stands right now, I think you know, he'll have hopefully a strong finish. Um, he does get, uh, let's see here, he gets your beloved Giants next then the Nats, which is not an easy matchup but it's also not uh, uber difficult and then he gets it looks like another one with your giants are they running a 50 man rotation what the hell is this i think they're running a six man but it seriously looks like a 12 man the way his starts uh, are spread out there for zach wheeler but uh yeah if you really want to know my thoughts uh, go to his profile page and i am like the last uh oh, i guess just the last two i wrote i wrote and then on the fireside chat uh, he was my surprise for the second half so uh, like to go get so Zach Wheeler big fan let's talk about another guy who I do like and I really liked coming into the season it took a while to really start to pay out though he was in my bold predictions AJ Minter and my bold prediction on him was that he could get 100 strikeouts as a reliever which you know is not easy. And, uh, he was really excellent in his little 15 inning stint last year. Instead of a, uh, a cup of coffee, I called it, I called it a, a shot of espresso in the, uh, in the forecaster because I got to write up Minter, and I was really excited about what he did because there was a lot, you know, even for a 15 inning situation, it was such a strong sample that I was like, okay, this guy's going to push and, and, and have a chance to get some saves and maybe get that closer's job early. It took a while but he does have it now, and he's been fantastic for more than just the last 30 days. But he was the he was the standout when I was doing the last 30. Uh, let me see. Over the last 30, I think he's fifth, third. It's Edwin Diaz-Blake to No surprise. They've probably been the top two for the full season. In fact, yes, they have. And right there, A.J. Minter is third. With another guy I was going to talk about too, which, which is y'all's closer, Will Smith. He's fourth, by the way. But I thought Minter a little bit more off the radar, so I wanted to get your thoughts on him. Um, After a bumpy start where he was walking too many guys and it it wasn't even getting the strikeouts, he didn't get strikeouts in his first four appearances. And when you project somebody for 100 strikeouts as a reliever, uh, even though it's four appearances, you wildly overreact. And by you, I definitely mean me. I was like, oh great, I'm an idiot. I don't know anything about baseball. Uh, I'm gonna retire, because I'm dumb. And I was just totally bugging out. And he has, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, eight, ten, twelve score, twelve strikeout list appearances out of fifty since then. So that was obviously a blip to get three and four in a row to start the season like that for AJ Minter. He is a lefty. Uh, which always has that that little bias there but he's closing for them right now. What do you think of AJ Minter as the closer for the Braves?
1: He's had 10 uh 10 appearances uh since the start of the second half. He has struck out 14 guys and he only has one walk.
0: Love that. That's the best part when the yeah. walks are coming down.
1: The the wa- he he's he's gotten the control figured out. He's he, his stuff is filthy. Guys can't pick him up. It just uh, I I like HJ Minter a lot, and he's pitching. He's closing for a pretty good team that's going to be competing the rest of the way. Yep. So you got to love him. You got to love him coming into next year too. Uh, I I was big on him coming into the season as well. Uh, unfortunately, I I think the majority of the shares I got were in like shallower formats, and I had to just drop him. Same. So I didn't, I actually. I, I don't have him in. I don't know that I have him in any league at this point. But uh, I'll have him 50. next year.
0: I have one draft and hold uh, left, but the other two were, were just too shallow to stick around. Um, but yeah, you, you expand it a little bit further and you go like since the beginning of June to kind of get a larger sample for A.J. Minter. and he's got 35 strikeouts and 27 and two-thirds. Still not that 100 pace I was talking about, but 83 strikeout pace over 65 innings, which is pretty nice. So uh, I like what he's doing over there in Atlanta, A.J. Mentor, um, you know, three again, not since a-
1: the beginning of June. That's it.
0: Thing too because if you look he in the minors he walked a lot of guys but then in his little his little cup shot of espresso last year 15 innings he didn't walk a ton but i was still nervous i was like okay i don't know that the two walks in 15 innings is something that you can bank on and fully believe in but he has a, a perfectly healthy eight percent walk rate i'll take that from a stud closer who misses bats like crazy and, and he does that. 8% is, is perfectly doable. I, I'll even go as far as 10% on guys like that. Uh, but the fact that he's in single digits with his walk rate, that's huge. So I really one like AJ Man.
1: He's given up one home run also since the he beginning. Can't
0: square this guy up. Like he's just, watch, you know, oh. if, if y'all haven't seen him, watch him work that. Uh, it, they call it fastball cutter. I think it's just a devastating slider, to be honest. Um, and I'm sure they kind of vacillate between sliders and cutters just the, the way he throws them. But it's a 92-mile-per-hour pitch, so I understand why it's classified as a cutter. He's just absolutely nasty. Good luck to the opposition trying to do anything against A.J. Minter. So those are our top 30. Uh, those are our studs over the last 30 days at each position, starting from catcher to reliever. We'll go Mitch Garver, Joey Gallo, Alberto Mondesi, Matt Chapman, Aledmus Diaz, Cole Calhoun, Zach Wheeler, and AJ Minter. Justin? What do you got coming up for the weekend? You uh, I'm, finally I'm,
1: breathe. Yeah, I'm unpacking, and I start school next week, so that's okay. uh, I got a full school schedule. Uh, I, I scheduled uh, uh, my my school schedule around our podcast schedule, so we don't need to switch off a of Friday morning. Hey, perfect, uh, which which is nice, and um, you know it's uh, hopefully going to be an interesting semester because I've got some. It's my senior year, so I'm graduating after. 11 years in college boy.
0: um hey man you stuck with it i mean the, the 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 schedule that you balance is so impressive i'm serious man i just i admire you on it because if you're doing it just on on its own but then obviously what you've come from a, a, as you know a constant you know recovering addict like it's so impressive and i just it, it's an amazing story so i am always impressed by you, man. You're, I, you're, I appreciate it. My,
1: my daughter is not as impressed. She told my wife the other day that, and she, she's seven, she's almost eight. She told my uh, wife the other day that she doesn't want to go to college because it takes too long. She, and my wife's like, Daddy took forever. Yeah, exactly. Dad's been in college like my entire life. And, um, and my wife's like, yeah, most people don't I'm go to college for that, that long.
0: That long. So. Oh my God. That's funny. You're getting savaged. So, but, but just uh,
1: unpacking, no. and I got to put up that uh, put in the hard lines, so that way we don't have any audio issues. Hopefully, if there are any audio issues the last two episodes I've been on, uh, I apologize, but I will have that all squared away before our next episode.
0: Sounds good, man. And we will talk. Uh, we'll talk next week. I don't know what the schedule is for the weekend with everybody, but uh, we I'm gonna to try get... to I'm
1: gonna try uh, to record uh, it with Jason oh. this weekend. Okay. So.
0: Uh, all right, then. Well, I will talk to you later, and uh, have a good one. An unfair advantage to dominate your fantasy baseball league? Well, look no further and download SquadQL, the only mobile app you need to crush your friends and rivals this year. Download SquadQL for free for your Apple and Android devices. SquadQL recommends the best starting lineup each day based on your starters, bench players, and free agent pool. How does SquadQL actually do this? The app connects directly with your Yahoo, ESPN, and CBS leagues, pulling in your actual roster, your league's scoring system. The app also provides waiver-wire recommendations, daily updates to player rankings, and much more. Head to the Apple app or Google Play stores to download SquadQL, your all-in-one fantasy baseball manager. SquadQL is brought to you by the creators of RotoQL, the leading daily fantasy